0: our recovery word and gosh it was it was as difficult as our was yesterday there's a lot of words um, before I get into that though I do want to just kind of make a call out I'm gonna just kind of dedicate this show even though it's not necessarily tied to him but To a dear friend of mine, Uncle Hank, he left us today. He's been battling cancer for, God, I don't even know how many years now. And the last, I don't know, year or so, it's been getting trickier and trickier and in more places. And, um... I think, honestly, it was his love for life and his sense of humor and just, you know, the world being a better place with him in it and his approach to just always being so damn positive and um, happy. I don't know that I've ever heard him complain, ever, (laughs) about anything. Um, He's just one of those. Beautiful human beings that I'm so grateful I had a chance to know. Um, He had these twinkly blue eyes. I just love Uncle Hank. He was awesome. So I know we've had a lot of... There's the freaking sirens. We'll let them go by. I won't tell you how many times a day that happens. Um... (laughs) Someday I'll record from a quiet place, but I totally lost my train of thought oh we we've I know you guys have been there for me god i <laughs> and I feel like I've been dealing with nothing but grief for six, seven months now, and I appreciate you letting me speak to it and feel it um and be sad. Yeah, that's our letter, S for sad. Um, I'm glad that he's not in pain anymore. I I definitely will hang on to that because it's been a long road. Okay, reset. Um, Okay, S words. Holy moly, so many. Um, I'm going to start, I think, at where the beginning maybe needs to be, at least when it comes to gambling addiction. And, oh, this could be applied to real life too without addiction. And it's amazing what happens when you get in this frame of mind. (laughs) But the word is surrender. And we're going to have more freaking sirens. Ugh. There really can't be like there's no reason for as many sirens as go by go by. Okay, I don't want to be pissy about it. Um, so surrender. We we hear that a lot in the in the rooms. It's it's definitely um, something that and is important to acknowledge and to go through. I think as a baseline to your new life without gambling. And some of the definitions are um, cease resistance to an enemy or opponent, submit to their authority, or give up or hand over, typically a compulsion or demand, to lose an advantage, to abandon oneself entirely, Or to give in. And. I feel like those all. Kind of capture the same. Message. The 12 steps. Talk about being powerless. Over the addiction. And. The more exposure I'm having. To different people. The more they want to. You know there's the school of thinking. That the language would be. Having the power over our own lives. And choosing to like kick the addiction out of it. But there's something to be said to surrendering at, at, at least to the idea that gambling isn't just about recreation anymore or entertainment or socialization when we've crossed that line. You know, surrendering to the idea, e- even if you didn't want to say, um, that you're powerless over it, or that you're an addict—you know—all those those yucky words um, that you know can be very disheartening and and propel being the the stigma and and the shame and all that stuff. But even if you can't get into all that, just surrender to the idea that something's happening. And it might be worth taking a look at if you if you do feel like it's beyond what my air quotes normal gambling would look like. And I know I always reference Paul, but he, I love what he says about, he says this to the drinkers or the people who are wondering if they're an alcoholic. Now, he'll never tell you if if he thinks you are or aren't anyway. He's just not that person. And he probably doesn't even come from a place of judgment on anything as far as I could tell. (laughs) But he says, if you're asking yourself the question, chances are you're probably, you know, probably drinking's a problem. And I think the same could be applied here. If you're asking yourself the question, am I a normal gambler or have I crossed that line? There might be more to it. So surrendering that fact and and surrendering control i think would be the other way i'd want to apply this word if you don't want to be you know surrendering to a higher power completely you know if that's not your jam or surrendering i don't know to another person maybe if you, if you just kind of concede and stop trying to control things, life gets really good. If you just kind of sit back and just do the next right thing and not get impatient. And again, whether you believe in, in God having a plan for you or the universe working things out, whatever that looks like, even if you don't want to go to that level, just just surrender some of that control and... Just see how your life takes shape, even if you just tried it for a week, instead of trying to control the relative who's, you know, wants to act a certain way or um, somebody's feelings or or something at your job that you might not be able to control. Because here's the thing. the control and and being as stressed about having that control and being in that mindset, can be one of the triggers. So if you're building yourself up and you're creating that negative knot, right? Because because if you're trying to be controlling and it's not it, it's not a positive thing that you're controlling, it's it's adding to your negative bucket or your negative ball instead of your positive one. Um, you know, it can set you up to go back to the bet to try to solve that yucky feeling. I don't know yucky is a fancy word. Um, it's not a positive one so you guys can't use it when we get to y. <laughs> um, the next the next word I'm going to I'm going to look it up and see what it says. I'm sure it's going to have a gazillion other um definitions than what I mean because it can be an adjective or a verb like a lot of these. I'm sorry, I'm a little all over the place. Okay, so our next S word. Oh, good. The top definition's the one I wanted to speak to. It's service, the action of helping or doing work for someone. Ooh, nope. I'm lying. That's not the way I want it. Well, yeah, I guess doing work for someone. I don't want you to think of service as... um. A paid service, you know, like a subscription or a i don 't know counselor or whatever they're providing a service i 'm talking about being of service. I feel like this is such a a big part of the recovery journey or at least to helping it helping it progress in a positive fashion and there's a couple of reasons why I think I shared with you how. Someone in the alcohol group said that being a service, we talked about this in the giving sense, but sponsorship and service, when we need to reach out and we need someone to talk to and we have those feelings of, oh, I don't want to bother them, that if we don't bother them or reach out to them and we put ourselves at risk, we're not giving them the opportunity to have that really good feeling and energy that we get when we do something for another person. You know, if you were able to, um, I don't know, uh, treat somebody to, you know, uh, toys at Christmas or, or meals or buy the person behind you you know give them a give them a treat at Dunkin Donuts you know like being that ping forward that ooh la la feeling that we get from that if we don't reach out for help and let people be of service to us we're robbing them of that that's one point and then what happens once we get you know, a handle. This is not something, obviously, we do the first week, (laughs) the first week after quitting. Um, But as we get a little bit of time and understanding, and and maybe service doesn't have to necessarily involve people. Like say you were in GA and your service was getting to the church or the facility the earliest to unlock the door or turning on the coffee or putting out the little... um, Slogan boards or passing out the books. That all counts as being of service, you know, helping in the program. But it also could be being ears when somebody needs you is is being of service. Um, Hank, who I was talking about, not that his, his motive was this way, but he was of service to me many times he was trying to teach me things in my career to make me a better person um, you know he taught me things he was of service to me and I know that him helping people gave him joy because he, he it must have because he did it you know he's he's the kind of guy who has adopted you know his daughter and he's just a I don't know just so giving and, and that's what service does and and when I said you know he lived longer I think you know on some level he he beat the cancer to get the last few years because if if anybody else told you the list of of stuff that was happening with his body you'd be like mind blown and I think that it was this nature and this spirit that he had that kept him with us as long as as it did so that's kind of the the tone around service. Not only are you helping someone else, but it helps you as well. I know that um, there's been many different people that I've worked with, and and sometimes it's just a day. Sometimes it might be a little bit of a journey, like my, my friend that I'm working with, um, with the drugs, you know, I'm trying to be of service to him. It on those days when you wake up and there's another clean date added to to the streak or someone just has, you can see the attitude starting to shift a little or light bulbs go on. Like there's something just so freaking gratifying about that. Okay, and I think that this is one of the most popular words. This would probably be one of the most popular today. And I think that everybody would agree that it needs to make our first round of S's. And that is serenity, which is the state of being calm, peaceful, and untroubled. So we go back to that surrendering control. If we're not stressed and worried about having control, then maybe we do have some calm. Maybe we do find some peace. You know, it kind of all goes together. As someone who has now, I don't know, whatever amount of time I do, but but has had time to experience recovery in a lot of different ways, you know, peace and calm. <laughs> calm is not something that's generally in my vocabulary. I'm a go-go-go kind of girl, and my brain is go-go-go, and my... Body wants to go, go, go. You know, I don't know how to sleep in per se. Those 8 o'clock mornings, it's like a killer to stay in bed because I just want to go. And if I'm not going, I, I don't feel productive. Um, but there's this internal stuff, this, this calm and this peace within me now after doing the work. And, and it has to be doing the work and the work includes the surrender and the service but when you're doing that work and you find that you don't need to be in control and you take care of yourself first and not worry about everybody else you can't you can't change people's thoughts and behaviors you know you can be there for people but you can't you can't make yourself crazy with their shit shit. I guess I'll have to put the adult version next to the podcast adult box tonight. But um, yeah, we can't take on people's shit. That ruins the serenity. And things that are deliberate to help us with serenity, like practicing mindfulness or meditation, or maybe just sitting still without the TV on, or not positioning yourself to be in situations where it will be crazy and, and that can ruin your serenity maybe it's going to like i'm going to connecticut in the morning and one of the places that i found to go meditate and just get some quiet is a park there and just being with the 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 river the brook kind of bubbling and and the trees and it's very serene there. And it could be very serene, you know, as long as you don't have ten thousand S sirens driving by. My apologies again. Um, but it can be serene just to sitting still, maybe in your own backyard in the grass or that feeling of being on a float in a pool in the S sun as yeah, you guys would laugh so hard if you if I do get to this video part because here I am with my arms spread thinking that I'm in this float. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be entertaining when we switch the camera. I could tell. Anyway, um, serenity, I think, is one of the best things that I've ever discovered. And it's not a... It's not there every moment because my brain still races and I still got things to do. But my life, like I'm not in a, you know, some people are like in relationships for the drama. Nope, no drama, no relationship. So I get to have a nice serene attitude in the love life. Work, you take away, like I'm learning that I can't control things. I'm surrendering to that fact. So now that's even a little bit more serene because I'm not fighting I'm not fighting battles anymore I'm just going with the flow, going with the flow when it comes to other people and things out of my control which serenity prayer that's you know probably a big piece of why people were talking about serenity but if that's you know if that's something to as strive for that is what I would recommend and I I will share with you one more thing before I go. And I am going because I need to go to bed. I'm going to share two more things. The first is tomorrow is a Saturday. And I, like I said, I'm going to Connecticut overnight. And I will be missing my Saturday night show. Um, I'm going to take the night off. And, I mean, I could pre-record it. But I really don't want to. I like I like the liveness of talking to you guys every morning and every night. Um, but also, I want to practice what I preach about sometimes we got to just take a break. And sometimes we got to just chill and put ourselves first. And um, I've been very adamant about my commitment to you to be here with you twice a day. And it's not that I don't want to be here. But I need to put myself first. That's what I would tell someone else who was maybe overwhelmed or tired. I'm not I'm not as energetic right now. I'm sad, of course, that's part of it, but even before getting the news, um, I've been working really hard and I just need a little bit of a, a time out. So I'm gonna give myself one and I'm not gonna and and it's it's hard because I want to feel guilty or whatever, but it's all in my own mind. You know, there's 190 episodes that I'm I'm pretty sure that not any single person has listened to all of them, including myself and my mother. She used to keep up, but ever since twice a day, she doesn't keep up quite as well. So I think that there's enough out there that I will be forgiven for missing a night. So I'm going to do that. And it's, it's going to be a little bit of work to not have some feelings about it. But it'll be a good exercise for me. And I will be back with you. I'll be back with you live Sunday night. I will um, record Sunday mornings reading. I think that the morning readings are very important and set the tone for the day. So I will do that. So that's that's where I'm going to be. And the last thing I was going to say to you... I. I, um, (laughs) while we're on S, I imagine myself having two dogs in the future when I'm better equipped to give them the kinds of lives that they deserve. I'm pretty convinced that one is going to be a French bulldog because I'm just really smitten with them lately. And the other will be like some sort of a golden, golden doodle or... Oh, I don't know, the kind that look like they have a perm that have the gentlest personalities because I think I want them to be um, therapeutic kind of dogs too. But their names, I have their names picked out already. And I'll let you borrow or steal these if, if you like them. But these are definitely my two dog names. I'm pretty excited. Ready? Serenity and Serendipity. Aren't those badass names? I would name my kids that if I ever had kids, which I'm not gonna, and I, I'm not capable of anymore, but um, the, I would name kids that. I love those two words, are just beautiful words, <laughs> so that's, that's my final thought about my dogs, so I hope that everybody has S-Sweet dreams, and I will talk to you in, live-ish <laughs> back on S-Sunday, so enjoy your weekend, everybody. You okay. can